Josh, what do you have on your neck? His head. It's like sore neck. I've got it's like something strained, so I'm icing it because it's like spasming. Hmm. Did you did you roll over too fast? You know, I I push a lot of weight, so sometimes okay. I have. Okay. Yeah. Is it that giant head on your shoulders? Oh. And welcome back to Old Guys Playing Games. We are, I think this is our, is this our fourth week in a row that we've done this? Like, on a schedule? I'm proud of us. I am too. I'm a little disappointed. I'm disappointed that Jason didn't interrupt you during the intro. I know. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. So, but I think think because Josh started with a pace that Jason didn't just jump in. Right. That's true. Did we just lose Jason? Oh, no. No, I'm here. He froze for a second. Okay. You're, remember, he's on, he's on, he's on, uh, a DSL uh-huh. network. So, <laughs> I just got fiber. I just got fiber, by the way. So, oh, you sound and look great, stuff. Josh. Well, I mean, I do that with or without the fiber. So, you look that's somewhat that weird. Fire, are we talking fiber cable or Metamucil? I don't know. We are mm-hmm. old. So, I, I guess another thing either. of Metamucil mm-hmm. today. I bought a, a big one. <laughs> yeah, great yeah, story, Jason. <laughs> so, let's get back to playing games, shall we? So, Hey, Stuart is back in the United States. He was Yay. traveling for a bit. Welcome we back. You. Glad to make it safely and had Thank a you. good time. Thank you. So he, uh, I think he had some experiences of gaming while traveling, it sounds like. So let's start off there. Yeah, what's, I mean, what, I'm, what's going on there? That's a great point, Joe. I've been trying to, I really, because you guys know we're old guys playing games and I, I do miss playing with my guys when I'm on, when I'm on the with road. With your homies? I've been trying with my homies. I'm not sure Jeez. we can say that, but I said it. Um, I think the bigger challenge has been um, we still don't have great ways to play our Xbox games, except for the like the you know like the, the ones we play, Call of Duty and others, um, as you know as easy and simple as we would like to, right? So like I I can play things like Halo and other things, which which I did, and those were fine, those worked really well. But I, I still can't believe there's not a way for me to spin up, and this is maybe this is my rant for the week, but there's not a way for me to spin up a virtual Xbox through. Um, Microsoft and be able to play that game, um, play some of those games that require more intensive stuff on the road. Um, now, having said that, I was on the West Coast the week before, and then I was in Europe uh, last week, so it was a little bit trickier time zone wise. But you know, I think obviously, and I'm going to be very um, careful here. We used to have nothing, so where the I think where mobile gaming is now is much better than it has been in the past. But I know Ken and I have both, and I think all of us have at least. I don't know if you have Josh. We all we've all traveled with our Xboxes. Um, whether have, they be yeah. uh, not on a plane, plane though yeah no i have and i usually take the s if i'm taking it because it's smaller uh just the x is so huge i can't fit in my luggage um but um i really i know we talked about this a little bit last week i think we need to get to the point where if i have a sort of some sort of small gpu device that's the size of maybe a, a external hard drive type of thing that'll allow me to bring a game with me and then sort of authenticate and play. That would be a huge asset and be able to leverage the internal. Kind of like a switch. Kind of like a switch. Yes. It's it's funny. But for Xbox, right? It's funny you say that switch because my nephew just got one for his birthday this week. And we were, I was over there and I, that's the first time I'd really seen it in person and played it. Yeah. It's actually pretty awesome. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was surprised. Like it was really cool and you could take the things off and make a controller and, and I know you guys had had talked about this before, and we're like, you should get one. You should get one. Does Ken I, have one? I was really you, impressed Declan, with it. 
Yeah, I do. It's actually my wife's. It's cool, right? It's very we cool. We should get one. I, I think I'm leaning to towards London. that. We should get a Switch. Let's get a Switch. Let's get it's a tax-free right. weekend. There's got to be tax-free. I'm not sure that counts for... <laughs> for you try it. Back to school. It could be back to school. Yeah. You could try it. Well, so... So, so Stuart, did you, did you try any cloud um, gaming through your I Windows did. laptop and... How, how well does the experience of that? Because you don't really need a, a heavy GPU for that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I think I played, I downloaded a couple of cloud games, one of which was, I think it was Halo. I had to go back and look if Halo is the cloud game. There were a couple, um, actually, I can pull it up and look. I can't even remember right now, Ken, but it, it was it was pretty seamless. It worked really well. It worked like when I connected my Xbox through my PC at home, right? It was pretty good. Hmm. Was that, was that what happened? me? That was somebody broke up. It was okay. Stuart. Stuart tried to did use I? his PC while he was talking, and it. Uh, I did. It that is trouble. correct. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I was going to pull the Xbox. <laughs> Stuart, I apologize unreservedly. So, if you but had so the thumbs up I, or thumbs down, what your experience, Stuart? What do you think? Are we far away from um, that? Yeah. I'd say it's uh, a thumbs up that we have it, um, but I will say we're not to the point where I can take the entire experience with me. So I would say. Thumbs up on the games that work on it, but in general, I think we're still a little far away, which I get for the heavy-duty games, but I really wish, given the horsepower that Microsoft has when it comes to uh, um, GPU and CPU and others in the cloud, I'm hoping at some point we can get to where we can uh, we can leverage it. So cool. I would say thumbs okay. down thumbs. for what we play. In the middle. Okay, all right. So he went thumbs down. Okay. Well, that's a good, good recap. Uh, and again, glad you're back safely. So let's, uh, so you, and you also sent a podcast link. I think that's what spurred this next topic um, about Quake. So I think you and Ken probably have the most perspective on this one. So Quake was, yeah. So the, um, for those that don't know the whole history of really online or multiplayer gaming, um, it all started really with Quake, right? I mean, I think it was the first, uh, because with Doom, and then with Quake, both of which were created, created by uh, Karnak and I think Romeo, Romero, right, Ken? Um, yeah. The thing about Quake, because you could always do peer-to-peer, -peer, like if you were in a room together, you could connect and you can play. Quake was the first game that truly had multiplayer with six degrees of freedom GPU playing. It was, it was the first real multiplayer action game. Doom and Wolfenstein and those games uh, were predecessors to it, but they were pretty much... 2d or three i mean they were 3d you sort of were in the you, you went down a hallway you could turn left or right but it wasn't full full on three uh six degrees of freedom and so it was interesting he was on so so karnak was on um uh lex friedman podcast and he was talking about the, just the, the the monumental sort of leap they made when they went to making going from uh, doom to quake and how they like he said he's like you know if i had to do it over again i probably would have split development into getting the multiplayer right with a lower fidelity and then coming out with a higher fidelity later with enhanced features. But when they released it, they went for like the full on high, high GPU, which means you needed a really high end PC. Now, Ken and I didn't have that high end of PCs to play this back in the day, even though we had good PCs. So we did it in the computer lab at school in the engineering department, which- um, <laughs> As did we all. Which did, <laughs> yes, which did not yeah. make the PhD students happy. But what are you right. gonna do? We had our time on the PC. So we would be in the room playing Quake in the computer labs on the big, the big uh, high-end machines. And it was, it was, 
it, it's the same feeling I get now when I play with you guys online. It was the, it was the camaraderie. It was the, it was the trash talk. It was the working together. Um, it was all the things that you love about it. And he really walked through sort of the, you know, he has regret now. He's probably one of the most brilliant programming minds of our, of our lifetime, right up there. He's up there with Elon and others when it comes to just brilliant programming minds that can, that are also entrepreneurial. And that's one thing I like about Karnacki. I mean, CTO of Oculus went on to move on to other things. Um, this guy is, was a was a savant at a young age, but you know, don't forget about Jason on that list. Jason, yes, a savant of epic proportions. Um, Jason, there's usually a I word mean, that goes in front of savant that Jason may be more familiar with. So Ken, I mean, I mean, Jason, now you listen to part of it too. But Ken, it'd be great to get your take on. Like what Quake meant to us as gamers. Yeah, so uh, playing the first-person shooter uh, for me started with um, Doom, as we talked about, yep. and uh, and they had a small lab, and I could I could be, had a little floppy disk that you, you put in the computer to load it up all on there and, and play it. But uh, it had no multiplayer aspect to it. It was just a single-player experience. But once Quake came out, and we could sit adjacent to each other and play in the same game and either, you know, trash talk each other, which is usually what it was. Cause it was person v person v person. It wasn't necessarily a team based and uh, strategic and, and uh, squad based type stuff that we have today. But um, it was, it was loads of fun. I mean, but, but it was a challenge to try to get that, that balance of, uh, of graphics versus performance, you know, and uh, those that were more concerned with moving around faster on the, on the board would definitely have their, their uh, fidelity and their graphics turned down low so they can get faster speeds, you know, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a great game and it led into some other stuff like Unreal Tournament and, and uh, some great games that came out of that, but they were the, they were definitely the leader and they were the bar that everybody had to, can I just ask, can I ask one question? When you say trash talking, you're just talking about like out loud to the person next to you or there was... Yes, there that was, was the funny part. Chat? So yeah. this was a room full of like maybe 15 to 20 uh, computers that were high-end computers for the engineers to use to do th solid modeling on their computer. And it was meant for, you know, that. Well, we would go in there, we would install Quake on these things and we'd be yelling across the room at each other. Oh, okay. And the other That's students awesome. in the room that were trying to study and do solid modeling and so stuff mad. like that were getting real, real mad at us. And and we didn't care, but it was fun. Well, and, and one of the cool Nerd things- fights. Uh, oh, there yep. were, well, there was a lot, of, a lot of other languages yelling at us, but there was a, one of the cool things that they also released with, um, uh, with Quake was the ability to mod it. Right, so that was that. Well, the one thing they did at the same time was ability yeah. to mod and build your own Quake worlds. Yeah, that's right? right, and yeah, that I was a huge that. deal. That was cool. Huge deal. We didn't have that before. So the ability not only did you yeah. have a high end engine, not only did you have a multiplayer engine, not only did you have the ability to spin up servers and invite people to your server games and, and server fights, but you could also um, you could you mod could it. So I know, like maps, you and Jason, in our early days back uh, um, in in the corporate days, like some people used to have Quake servers inside the offices, right? And they and they would mod them like on the cities and things like that, and or mod them for um, you know, like you know, uh, actual um, outdoor things and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah, so you, the, the you could build you your own cool. maps. Yeah, you yeah. could build your own maps. You can design them any way you wanted to, and some were familiar, some were uh, fantastical. But 
Um, so that was that... very cool. And and other other games actually saw that and followed suit after the fact. I remember there were mods on Doom after the fact as well. Doom yeah. had one for Alien, um, which was a very cool uh, yes. mod that they did. The Alien that. was awesome. Oh, that was cool. I do remember that. That was yeah. so neat. Yeah, mm. it was really well done. I'm trying to go back and see if there's any other ones I can remember, but the, the aliens one, I definitely, definitely remember. So when you say making your own maps, is that like Minecraft making your own maps? Or Josh, this you act like... like you're so much younger than us. You don't remember any of this. I never played this game. I mean, I'm going to be what? honest. I remember playing <laughs> I played Doom. No, I played Doom in the empty keg computer lab for sure. Yeah. But I don't remember really playing Quake because I think that's huh. like, isn't that around the time? We played it in the campus activities, board. Didn't PlayStation? I mean, that's the kind like the original PlayStation. No, was but that, that out, was or... like, but it wasn't as sophisticated as these games. That's why, like, we oh, had really good sense. PCs and student government. And, I was uh, all, like, I, I stopped PC gaming, like I think early college ish because I just yeah, got Josh, frustrated with the patches and all that stuff. You know me. Josh, I just want to cool. plug it in to work. You want to play sport intramurals, man. <laughs> anyway. I mean it was pretty good. So you know So back to your question, yes, you could build Minecraft. your own 3D maps of the of the of the like multiplayer missions, you know. So like if you had a multiplayer match where you're doing uh, King of the Hill or you're doing Deathmatch or whatever, you can build your own um, map and, and landscape for um, to fight against. And it could be something you're familiar with or something that somebody thought was interesting. So it was community driven too. It was, it was built by the community and you could you put them on, on the BBS. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can uh, download, go to their servers and have that map installed and, and play together. So it was actually really cool. Yeah. Speaking of which, did we ever, go ahead, sorry. Did we ever play? Wasn't, isn't it on game pass? Oh, doom or Ooh. quake. One of Ooh. them is. Let's find out because if it is, we're going to play. Right, Ken? But yeah, I remember seeing it somewhere. We it's... should. We because Josh, it would be fun to play. No, yeah, let's do it. Now, well, now the that. interesting thing maybe interesting for the audience to know: what game was the first game the four of us played together? It was that a. It may have been, been on the. It may, it may have been on the Quake Engine, actually. Oh, Wolfenstein. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Which it's funny. It's like it's amazing when you think about graphics, right? Because the cool thing about that Wolfenstein game was you either played. It was more of a World War II shooter than a Wolfenstein game. You played Norm the right. Normandy beach landing. And I think yeah. the Normandy one thing that I remember, like, like think about the graphics we have now. In my oh mind, my I still see those graphics like we see graphics now. Like, I don't remember it being low fidelity. I don't recall oh, yeah, it yeah. feeling right. low fidelity, right? Maybe it's because at that right. time it was low fidelity. At the time, it felt insane. But my brain doesn't res respond back. Like, if it came up now, it's like playing Atari. I'd probably be like, oh, my gosh, you played this. But I love that game. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. That, that was, that was that's how I first fun. met Joshua. Yeah, no, no, really? no, Still, no, no. First time we played together, I mean. Yeah, played together. And we brought I brought Ken into the family. Yes. That's and then I we had a long play. lapse, and now we're back. We are. Yes, that's we are. right. It's, oh, that's yes. so exciting. Cool. Well, it that's a pandemic to bring us together. So yeah, so I think we should if if uh, Doom is out on Game Pass, let's do it for sure. Um, Quake is uh, is on Game Pass. Cool. I'm and it's multiplayer. Quake, Quake one, two, and uh, there's three different versions. Which one should we do, Ken? We trust Ken well, with these sorts of important decisions. <laughs> uh, probably three is probably the one of the best mm -hmm. ones from what I remember. So let's do it. Let's get All on right. it after this. I'm down. So I'm in. another Game Pass game segue. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. 
Ken, I, I don't know if it was, was it Jason's, I can't remember no, who it was Ken. retexted it, but uh, yeah, so I, I jumped into it and I know Ken, you, you'd actually played it when it first came out. It sounds like with, with we all son. did. Ken reminded did? me. Yeah, we did. Yep. I do not remember that at all, but I, I really like it. It's actually really, it, it's very much like Far Cry more towards the as Ken astutely pointed out, the Grand Theft Auto, but not quite as like goofy and silly. And uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe the military theme of it, it it's catching my attention more than Far Cry. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really getting into it, really enjoying it. And I'm not sure what Jason's doing. <laughs> and I think he's afraid of something. Uh, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I and we tried to play co-op, but it, Ken has done some research here. <laughs> And his his reaction there, I think, is tells it all that it's not working. So, what are the details there? Yeah. So I I the reason I first I I, I suggested this this time around was because uh, we've kind of you know uh, taken a break from Call of Duty, for instance. You know, it just it just seemed like it wasn't scratching that itch anymore. And when we started playing Far Cry, that really started to invigorate our our excitement. So I thought that this would be a good solution for that because I remembered it being open world. I remembered it being very close to what Far Cry was, um, but still has that military edge that we like from the the Call of Duty stuff. So um, it does have a co-op, a four-player co-op capability. However, <laughs> uh, Ubisoft servers are are getting hammered with this. Uh, every player that tries to do multiplayer or co-op or anything online with this game is getting hit with what they're calling the Ribera for 40,002 error. So you get a, you basically, it says you're trying to connect to the servers and then this error comes up, says Ribera dash four zero 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 two error connecting to server and please try again. And apparently this has been going on for months. So this is a huge issue. Um, it sucks. It I does suck. We would, we would. I think we would really have a good time with that one. I agree, and I even, I even, I even tweeted out to uh, Ubisoft, you know, ask them what's going on and and all that. Not that I have any clout whatsoever, but they did respond with the the standard response that they do for all their support. You know, they say, "Well, yeah, thank you for letting us know. We are working on it. This is the information we have right now," and all they said that they were working on it. So, I mean, this game was released back in March of 2017. I, so I suspect that the, the theory is, is that they are just turning off and you know, getting rid of the servers and moving on to something else. I didn't but, realize it was that old. I thought it was only a couple yeah. of years old. Wow. No. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. They're yeah. probably deprecating. Yeah, but they don't, they stuff. haven't owned up to that yet. They refuse to say that they actually uh, people will ask them that poignantly that question and they, they respond with, we do not have any information to state that the administrators are disabling those servers. Lame. So Lame. It's Cause, really frustrating. Cause I think, you know, cause Halo, we got into the four player co-op, but it's kind of like, I know Stu, you're not the biggest fan of that. Cause it's kind of the arcadey, but I think, I think ghost recon would, would be really good for us, the four of us, but it sucks that we can't do it. So it's kind yeah. of like, oh, well, we'll have to find something else. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I'll probably keep playing it because it is a nice change from uh, 
from Call of Duty for sure until until the new one comes out in a couple of months. And the cool thing when you play it by yourself is it does fill your ghost team with uh, three other AI yeah. players. So you can control them to some extent. Um, basically, tell them where to go. You can tell them to fire or to hold. Um, you can't control them individually, so you can't like surround a camp or anything. But it, it does give you that ability. I, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if Josh, if you figured this out, they won't drive. Have you tried oh, that? No, I didn't. I, I got in the passenger seat, but I immediately got out and I didn't Annoying. see. Yeah, I got in the oh, passenger yeah, seat. I thought the guy would drive because I set a waypoint and I figured he would get in the car and drive us there, but he didn't. Because I wanted oh. to ride. I wanted to. I wanted to ride the gun. You know, I wanted to to shoot the right. big gun in the back of the truck. But uh, so there's so some clearly things. There's far, some... far cry. Yeah, far cry. Got it. Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's newer, right? It's learning from the mistakes of its predecessors. Yeah. And because Ghost Recon Wildlands is an older title, it does have some things that uh, will probably I don't want to say aggravate, but uh, probably. I don't know, confuse you when you're playing. It's like, well, I can do this in other games. Why can't I do it here type thing? Yeah. But um, I think it's a good, I, I'd love to try it with the four of us. Hopefully we'll get this straight. Yeah. So, okay. Some more to come on that as we get into it. Hopefully it's fixed. If not, well, I'm sure we'll find something else. Um, so th- next, this is an interesting story that uh, I think, Ken, you turned us on to. Um there was some some courtroom drama around uh, Call of Duty. What's the, what's going on with that? I I didn't actually read the thing. <laughs> yeah, so Activision, um, the title Infinite Warfare. Apparently, uh, there was a small developer who had sued them, claiming that there was a uh, character in that game, in the Activision game, that was identical to a character they had they had created in a different title and they were suing them you know and all that and um (laughs) the thing that i I thought was really really funny is that the judge um agreed with activision statement and dismissed the lawsuit okay and he, he even he even went on to order the plaintiff's counsel to reimburse Activision for the reasonable attorney's fees and cost that it incurred in the litigation because <laughs> the judge played the game oh, and nice. he, and he could tell based on just play the, he, he actually said in court, he said, um, uh, plaintiff's counsel could have easily verified these facts prior to filing the factually baseless complaint just as the court easily verified them within the first hour and a half of playing the game. So nice. basically the plaintiff's uh, attorney didn't even play the game. He was just trying to uh, go through the motions of suing and thought that they had a case. And the judge who did play the game was able to tell really quickly that they had no basis on their claim at all. So, and he was pretty mad That's- at the, uh, at the counsel, at the attorney, and said you should pay Activision for attorney's fees because of this. That was That's my favorite judge of all time. Right? Favorite judge of all time. <laughs> you oh, clearly yeah. didn't play the game, yeah. counselor. But I, wish, <laughs> but I do wish more judges would, if more judges, because there's so many lawyers out there that do things on contingency, right? We'll get the money, we get paid, we'll take your case, we're going to go after somebody big, hope they settle. If more judges did what this judge did, which was not only are you going to lose, you're going to pay. So not only you're not going to win any money, you're going to be able to take whatever percentage you're going to have to pay for being stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we, we live in a very litigious society, and I think that there should be a negative repercussion for bringing up a, uh, a trivial case because that's that takes up a lot of time there's a lot of money involved to pay all those people i think that if you lose a case you should have to pay um x and you know whatever that ends up being that's the judge's decision there should be because i i I mean i think you'll find that there'll be less and less court cases if the people that bring them in know that there's if they lose they have to pay you know yeah yeah so Saul, saul goodman sounds like a saul goodman (laughs) <laughs> for those who watch Better Call Saul. So, um, Jason's been quiet, uncharacteristically. So, I got some let's, topics. Let's but talk about VR. Why don't, we go, why don't we go to VR gaming we, here? Let's, do we need to take a break before we listen to oh Jason? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, you're right. That's my fault. I'm always rushing through. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll, we'll be back, and, and Jason's going to educate so, us on VR so get yourself So, get yourself a snack. Maybe, maybe some pecans or something and come back and Jason will tell us about VR game. And we're back. And as we teased prior to the break, let's hear Jason. Let's, let's get educated on VR. So three of the four of us have Quest headsets. I knew I should have the just one skipped of, it. One of us still hasn't graduated into the next generation of game. That's fine. That's cool. So I'm going to talk about, um, there's some really highly anticipated games that I'm super excited about as, uh, as I played the first versions of these um, and then some new ones to, to hit. So I, I don't know. I'm sure Ken has played it because it's one of the most iconic games on the quest. Uh, Stu, you probably haven't played it yet. If you haven't go get red matter. It's the it's one of the most quintessential VR games. Um, the the level of in immersion and uh, I would say not uh, uh, wonky use of VR for a game uh, in Red Matter is is pretty spectacular. So Red Matter Two comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, so if Remind you watch me what the Red Matter Red Matter Red Matter, you you go on to. Um, a, another planet. I, th- I think you actually are going to Mars. May, oh, this one says you're going to Saturn's rings, orbiting Saturn's rings. You're in the spaceship, and <clears throat> it's a really complex uh, puzzle, like escape room sort of game. But you're you're going through. D- does that ring a bell? Now yeah. that I said yeah. escape room, so um, you got to see the the trailer for Red Matter Two. The, the first generation of the game was amazing. The first edition of the game was amazing, but the graphics on Red Matter 2 looks spectacular. The, um, the other one I want to mention is, uh, and I think this came out of some of the NFL's um, training programs that they've actually developed for players, and it's called um, NFL Pro Era. It's the first like real VR game. The only concern I have is if you watch the trailer, it looks amazing. But if you've held a Quest controller before and you haven't put, you haven't put the little strap on your wrist. I'm, I'm having serious. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be controllers it's like going the through. When people would yeah, throw their controllers the into yeah, the because we'll think about like if if you're playing a, a quarterback and and you're going to throw a bomb down the field, uh, there's no way you're not throwing that at least once. <laughs> so for for those of you that are uh, into those sorts of games, just be careful where where can't, your can't throw is. if you don't let go. That's right, that's right. Um, another one that's um, <laughs> it, hotly anticipated is this Nerf Ultimate Championship. So you know the Nerf guns have gotten super popular. So now you take that into VR. If you've played any of the 
VR shooting games before. It can be a little bit, if you're used to the gaming that we do on Xbox, to jump into a, a VR shooting game is is uh, quite a transition. Once you get used to it, it's pretty neat to do the reloads. You're grabbing uh, ammo off your hips. Uh, you're grabbing grenades off your off your uh, vests. It's pretty slick. But um, so the NFL, or sorry, the Nerf Ultimate Championship looks fun. It kind of looks like a Halo looking scene, but you've got these Nerf guns and, and you're battling. The one I'm going to skip to, um, which has been anticipated for a while, but there's no date on it. And this will be um, this will be Ken and I's. We'll jump into this. I, we'll see if Stu will do it with us. The Ghostbusters VR game mm-hmm. uh, comes out. It just says 2022. They haven't released a. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be there for the holidays because I think VR games are going to be big. VR headsets and games are going to be hot. So and if then, I, so so if I were since I got reprimanded, if I was going to choose between either getting the Switch, the Switch, or or the the Quest, what is well, it? Well, it depends. It depends, like, if you're going to get a portable gaming system because you're going to be going a lot of places that you want a game that yeah, isn't at true. home, then go for the Switch. But if you want to try the next level of not just gaming, but, like, immersive experiences, because the other thing that's super cool is, like, they just got done with that International Space Station experience where they had they had broadcast all this amazing footage from the International Space Station in that immersive, you look around, go around wherever you want. It's, it's, if you haven't done it, there's just now endless. When we first got them, there wasn't as much out there, right? There mm-hmm. were, oh, you could go watch the, the 360 video that was on YouTube. But now people are producing insanely amazing content with these high-end cameras for VR, yeah. if you want to see the live action stuff. But then the games are amazing. The one that I was going to mention that, that, um, that I cannot wait to see how they're going to do this, but Splinter Cell. It's supposed oh, to be coming out. Of, on now the you're talking. Now right? you're talking. Yeah, I think, I think that will get a lot of people to buy these. What do you think, Stu? Yeah, I think. I mean, because we, you, 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 Jason, you know, I tried some games, and I've, it's still, it's early days. So, I mean, Josh, the For challenge sure. with VR gaming is it's still very clunky, right? Um, it's yeah. cool, and you can see where it's going to go. And Jason, I, I think the games you're talking about are, are some of those that are really stepping up now that there's a, uh, now that there's some some scale out there. I, I do. I do worry, you know, what's the um, what's the upgrade policy going to be when you need better horsepower and better resolution, all that. I, I think for gaming, we'd get way more use out of a Switch than we would uh, with an Oculus. But since three of us have them, I mean, that's a just, just, you know, basically, come on, just get one. Don't, don't be that guy. Um, but um, <laughs> don't be that guy. I, I, I do, I do think the Ghostbusters <laughs> one looks cool. The NFL one, I, uh, it doesn't interest me. Um, not only yeah, I don't... think that, I think that would be real short lived, right? Um, but I do, I do think uh, the other one you were talking about, the the Red Matter, that one, I've seen oh, a lot of people so playing cool. the first one and they loved it. And um, so I think that's one where if it captures the essence of the first game with better graphics and interface and all that, it could be really cool. Put it this way. When you're in that game, it doesn't take you long until you have completely disconnected from reality. Now, we, we get a little bit of that when we're playing our video game, but there's like, there's yeah. distractions around the house. You see this or that. Your phone's down. So... When you're in the headset and you're in a game like Red Matter that you swear you're on another planet, you are completely immersed. Hmm. So it's it is definitely worth trying, Josh. Yeah, I've got a hmm. I've got an extra one you could borrow for a few weeks mm-hmm, and just try it. Maybe we'll do that. I do recommend you try it though. Uh, and the reason I say that is because 
uh, I have a hard time playing playing VR games when you have to move the character through uh, something because it makes me uh, nauseous. It, it, it it's nausea inducing. Any amount of time. It's it's not that when you do it for too long, but it's any amount of time it's, you get. It's that. the movement that gets yeah. you though. when you're playing a first person. The movement like, is yeah, disoriented. Exactly. For for example, uh, the star the Star Wars one where you were uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was Vader Immortal. No, 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 no. It was the, the, the sh- that's the one, one I've actually my brother has one. I actually played that one. That's the only experience I have with it. Is that, that one's not bad. One. I, I think that one would be pretty cool. But it was the one where you're you're a first person shooter and you're going on this this planet and and uh, it was making me sick because you had to move the character and so it was motion without the feel the the feel of motion. Mm-hmm. I have that problem. I get I get sick. The other thing that I have a problem with VR right now is the um, the level of resolution in the displays that they're using. If they were able to crank that up and get better displays, because I still I still see the pixelation in in the display, and when if I can mm. see the pixels, it kind of takes me out, and it's also the refresh rate. But this is all technical stuff, and it, it affects me. My fun, my son yeah, loves it. A good he loves number playing of people. Yeah. You're not the only one. There, there are a good number of people. Well, maybe I remember 30%. when when Oculus first first came out, and we went to CES and saw them. I did try it. I waited in line and and tried their Oculus when they first came out, and it, they were playing. Uh, uh, what was orange box um, half-life half-life mm-hmm. two and uh, mm-hmm. and it was amazing but it still made me sick mm-hmm. and yeah. it was the character moving without you know without me feeling like I'm moving you know if I had one of those contraptions where I'm I'm running you know and it's holding me up and I'm just sliding my feet across the ground maybe I would feel a little bit better but I, I just I can't I can't do it but I think yeah. the escape room stuff I think I can handle it'd be pretty cool yeah, I agree. I think it's okay. so. We should definitely try. So either Jason or I can loan you one, Josh, and we can try some stuff. And yeah, maybe let's uh, with your Facebook account. Oh boy, then I'm out. I'll sanitize it. Okay, please do. Because my forehead gets really greasy. <sighs> I don't need any acne from you. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, definitely something we should explore. I'm I'm into that. Um, so. Hey guys, we're at about forty-five minutes. Do we want to keep going on a topic here, or do we want to Stuart rant and close? I, what do we I, want to well, do here? Why don't we do one quick okay. before you just go, Stu next. But I got one quick thing that I saw this week that I want to share with you guys. Oh boy! Okay. I don't. I don't really have a rant this week. So why don't we do this? Because I did talk earlier about the gaming, the, the online gaming. So the one thing. So let's. And then we talked about doing a YouTube creator, which maybe we're too soon for that because I don't know how big you guys are on YouTube or watching stuff. But let's talk about. We did movies. So last time we did a horror movie. Why don't we do a quick movie this week? Um, and um, does anybody, I'm just trying to think through, oh, let's just do a simple one where we won't go too deep on it. Let's talk Westerns. Oh boy. I'm not a, I was never a huge Western. Well, but there's a couple of Westerns. So, so I will start to keep you guys. Uh, there's so many great Western movies. I think if, uh, if uh, for me, it's gotta be the good, the bad and the ugly with um, Clint Eastwood. It's just those Clint Eastwood westerns the spaghetti westerns uh and for those that don't know why they're called spaghetti westerns they were all they were all made in italy back in the uh late 60s early 70s um but they're amazing movies and uh there was this run of westerns western got more serious which is fine 
in uh, in the 90s with uh things like unforgiven and others but uh yep. i think um for I me that. it's got to be uh, it's got to mean that you know uh, good the bad and the ugly with clint eastwood and every time those are on you just watch them and it's just the cinematography and the the bad yeah, sergio sergio leone they called sergio them uh, since they were made in italy they were called spaghetti westerns. so can i ask you a question about that because i watched the other day there was one on it was either hulu or one of those i think it was fistful of dollars Oh, he's yes. speaking English, but everyone else is is Correct. dubbed Italian. So how does right. he know what they're saying? This is probably in his script <laughs> because it was a script. <laughs> but I mean, Gosh. so like, but I mean, that's like, I don't know. That just seems it's it's cues off off camera. It's cues off camera. But that that was that was Clint Eastwood's first movie with Sergio Leone. Was a fistful of dollars. Ah, and yes. uh, it was it was really well done. That's a really good movie too. Um, as a matter of fact, I think all of those wasn't there a man with no, was there a man with no name or man the, with no name? Uh, a few dollars more, good, bad, and the ugly. They were all fantastic. Best full of uh, Lee, Lee Van Cleef was one of the best villains. Lee Van Cleef. in those westerns, and I just love love those. Yes. Yes, and it was way, actually uh, I, it was actually good. I sat and watched it. It was uh, they're they're entertaining. Cool. They just are. I mean, like I mean, I like I liked um like I love the Magnificent Seven, right? But I like Kurosawa's version of the Seven Samurai better. But they're both good. Not the latest one. That was stupid. But the one but that I think if if it wasn't Clint Eastwood because he does that character so well, would those movies be as good? No, but it, no but way. It was I don't because, think so. No, no, of course not. But that. But it was it was a conflagration of his ability to be that actor and with the Italian. What was the, the word music. you just used? Conflagration. Is that a word? That's <laughs> 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 a word. Jason's, Jason's befuddled. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm the wrong guy to ask. I just had never heard that. I'm I'm looking it up. Keep going. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> conflagration, an extensive fire which destroys a great dense or landed property. There you go. It's a big thing. It's a big fire. Wow, that's a word. That's a real word. It's when a bunch of stuff comes together. Jason's gonna try okay. to use that in every every possible way this week. I don't. Even, I okay, couldn't even re-say it. Let's move on to the next. Did anybody else yeah, have a Western did. they'd like to bring this up? Like just me. Yes, I have one. High noon. No. You mentioned <laughs> Cassidy the last in the sun. Cassidy in the Sun Gems, kid. Oh, good one. A little yeah. little sixty-ish, but good one. I, I like know, it. but that's great fine because I, I I don't like the. whole... It's great acting. It's great. No, but I like that. It's a great. It's a great movie. Does Tombstone count? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, that's that was going to be mine, but you go ahead and take that one. No, I, I mean, go for, like I love that. It's just, and I think we brought it up maybe in some of the Val Kilmer stuff. Like, just the the group of actors I think made oh. that movie. It was just, uh, it was so good. The the OK Corral gunfight was just man, love that scene, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think, there's, I think all, both of those there's a lot of great scenes in there. With those, I mean, they had so many. Like you said, they had so many great actors in that film. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you, Ken? Oh, geez, uh, you've mentioned so many really good ones. Um, Blazing Saddles, does that count? Yes, yeah, it I was does. thinking that too. Well, yes, it does, and that we is talk about that every episode somehow. <laughs> By the way, two days. I think is it two days from now. It's at the uh, the theater nearby us. Boys. Tampa Theater. Yeah. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. You're kidding. It's at tomorrow. It's tomorrow at the Tampa Theater. It's at tomorrow. Um, Bullet that, train that movie, tomorrow. I can't go tomorrow. That Don't. movie is, um, I mean, can that, I mean, Epic. Mel Brooks is such a unique creator because he, he, because he spans the, the 50s style of comedy, the vaudeville type 
of comedy and that sort of professional comedian that came out of the 40s and 50s and sort of brought the silliness of that to screen, which is just, it's timeless. It's, it's, it's very much the uh, Monty Python-esque of that, but it's so amazing. Yeah, everybody concentrates on on the vulgarity or the racism that is in the film. Um, and don't get me wrong, that's there, but it was there intentionally. It was it was it was really to mock right. uh, racism. You know, it wasn't it wasn't to try to be racist at all. And uh, people take have a lot of a really hard time yeah. watching that film or promoting that film these days. But but uh, you have to understand what it was meant to do. You have to understand it was it was humor. And it was making fun of those that were racist and all that. But uh, yeah. if you look at it beyond that, though, the, the comedy, the delivery of the lines, the situations that these characters were put in, and the the, the references, the pop cultural references that they made in that film as well, which were really comical. I mean, it was just, it was just really well done. It's one of those tongue in cheek, you know, Gene, Gene Wilder. And, come on, and, yeah. I mean, Gene Wilder at his best. I mean, this guy. Yeah. He's one of my favorite comedic actors. Um, I know he's done some serious stuff, but nothing beats his comedic roles. He's young Frankenstein. Uh, he's just, Come on. Yeah. I mean, he's Willy Wonka. He's the only Willy Wonka I'll ever know. Um, he's just Willy fantastic. Wonka. Yeah. That, every, yeah. When you say his name, that's what I go to always is Willy Wonka. I, I, think, I think also, that, I, well, I think of uh, uh, the uh, stuff with um, Richard Pryor. Uh, yeah. Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, that was a good little, thanks for that, Stu. That was a good little sure. trip down Western Lane. So, I like Jay, that it was extemporaneous, Jason. There's another word for you. There's a word. Stuart, man. No, that's a real knowledge. word. Confirmation's so, a real word. I just looked it up. <laughs> it is. I see it. Uh, so, Jason, you said you had a topic. Let's let's close with that. What do you got for us? Well, I, I, I'm only raising this because of my two engineer friends here. I don't know that I could make it past level one. But there's this new game. It's on Xbox Game Pass on PC called Shenzhen IO. And what it, you build circuits using a variety of components from different manufacturers like microcontrollers, memory, logic gates, and LCD screens. Write code in a compact and powerful assembly language where every instruction can be conditionally executed. It actually looks really cool. I have no idea how and why this is a game, but I know... I've got some friends that would love this. Uh, so is this, this like an academic we're, game? or We're, is this, we're not is them. This... <laughs> really? Uh, didn't we're, you guys have to take any sort of class we, where you had to do so this? Ken and I, yeah, for, the, for the group, are mechanical engineers. Which yeah, means I know that, but you always have to take... some sort of chisel. Um, yeah. So yeah, we did. I mean, it's, this is tough stuff. I mean, it, it is interesting. I, actually, you know what? I'll try. I, Chris Crawford I get, would play this. Yeah, Big I get time. confused with the resistors and capacitors and switches and flow of electricity. It's I was always it's scared I was going to do something electronic lab that would kill me. Yeah, I don't know. I it it um, <laughs> I was looking at the Game Pass releases and I saw that Shenzhen. So I thought it was like a um, holy crap! I'm looking at this now. A fighting game. Right? Doesn't it look? It's it's serious. So why does check it, it also out. have like yeah, a, it looks like, very it like solitaire in there too or something? That's weird. This this looks yeah. Do I have to Crazy. give the this, yeah this is it and it's EA. Oh, is it? It is. Wow. It's part of Origin. Zachtronics. It's been out since 2017. It's interesting. Huh. This is uh this so it is interesting. I mean you know Jason you know 
uh, you know, it's just, when listening to the Carmack thing, he talked about programming as a kid and all the stuff. What was interesting about the Carmack interview, by the way, real quick, he talked about his happiest place because he said he's, you know, teenage angst, all of that, was in the local convenience store where they had comic books, a comic book rack spinner, and in the corner they had that little room with the two or three arcade games. Yeah. I mean, that's our world, right? Right there. I mean, he basically, he nailed it. We are, we are monkeys compared to Karnak, but still, I thought that was pretty cool that he said that. We're not as smart. Um, you know, we're basically like those monkeys at the beginning of 2001 beating on a, beating on a monolith with a, with a bone. And he's, <laughs> he's created some of the best video games of our time on top of creating VR and everything else. And by the way, just a, like Elon, he created a space business on the side. But um, the, I think these kind of games are cool very much like maybe this is an early type of uh, kids who code type stuff where it teaches yeah, you how to code through, um, you know, through you know, visual graphics instead of, you know, learning hardcore programming language and maybe get somebody interested. Isn't, uh, cool. isn't Shenzhen a popular place in China for China. a lot of the uh, electronics? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's the huge area, plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should, uh, you, should you know, we should have, uh, so only one of us has a kid, you know, old enough, young enough to probably do this. So, Ken, you may have to get uh, your son to give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to do it. I, I, I do enjoy that type of thing. I didn't like my, uh, my electrical course that I took. No, I was but, there with you. We, neither one of us liked it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I could but see, I could see kind of getting into this. Yeah. 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 If it was a way to, no, if, if it new. was like this, it'd been better. I mean, I liked it. I liked electrical engineering. I liked the, the idea of it, but man, it was just so, there's so much conceptual that you have to think through in your head. That's I. It, like, I don't think people realize, you know, the kids that walk around with phones and everything else, like how brilliant some of the engineers are out there that are building these things and how unbelievably, believably um, blessed we are to live in a world where engineers can do whatever, do amazing stuff, right? And it's not us, sure. right? We used to be if engineers. We didn't have the business and accounting people to uh, add it all up. <laughs> oh, man, from your mouth to God's ears. Count, count the beans. So, so listen, debits and the credits, credits. listen, we've been all over the map on this one. I think this is our most diverse podcast yet. So, but let's, uh, let's end it here. And I still, Jason always comes through with these things that we have no idea what he's doing, but, uh, great, great, great podcast gentlemen. And, uh, we will, uh, for old guys playing games, we'll see you next time. I'm Josh. I'm Ken. I'm Stuart. I'm Jason. <laughs> God, look at the notes. Look at the notes. Who wrote, I wrote it? Who wrote that? The notes. Who wrote it? I did. It's and right I followed there. It, uh, and it helped to me immensely. Thank you for helping you, my disability. Jason, did you do that on purpose? Did you do that on purpose? Of course. We can't have like a perfect one. That would be sure so mean if we had a perfect one. I was <laughs> going to screw it up on purpose, Josh. I was, but then I, was, I wasn't uh, going to be that guy. We just got to let it go. Meeting timing, I do. Just so. let it. Anyway, so. I'm Jason. I'm Josh. I'm done. I'm Josh. I'm done. All right. We're out. This is a good one, boys. Bye. Bye.